You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Welcome back for another episode of the Chris and Joe Show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. We are here today to break down the Giants' loss to the Dallas Cowboys, a heartbreaking game in which we saw major injuries and a game come down to the wire. Essentially, the final drive, who could complete it, ended up being the Dallas Cowboys. After a, a second glance at the game and getting to sit back and re-watch it, one thing that Chris and I noticed is both teams had an affinity for calling trick plays and doing whatever they could to one-up the other. The Giants did a little bit more. We saw the fake field goal attempt that should have been a touchdown had Cam Fleming been in, in his stance. There was a flea flicker play that had a huge chunk gain from it to Darius Slayton. And then lastly, the Andrew Thomas two-point conversion a diversion play at the very end of the game. So it seems like both squads, not only the Giants, as the Cowboys had a pass completed to Dak for a touchdown, both squads were doing whatever they could to get the upper hand in this game. Yeah, they, it was kind of remarkable. I'm not sure I've seen that many trick plays in an NFL game in, in some time, maybe even ever. You know, uh, we We're talking just before we started recording, and it, it just seems to me almost like two X's after a bad breakup kind of randomly meet up in a store or something, and they just have to show off their new partner to convince the other one that they were wrong to blow up the relationship and you know look how much better I'm doing now aren't you sorry I'm gone you know, it it's it was almost surreal if it weren't for all of the other things that went on during the game there was so much that went into this game and it's almost hard to believe the or even remember all the trick plays that were parts and pieces of it the first offensive takeaway we have from watching the film has to be in reaction to the poor defense and tackling by Dallas. There were some plays that might have been handed to the Giants. Now, this isn't us knocking the Giants and saying that they don't deserve credit for some of the big plays that they made. They certainly do. But but I, don't, I think it's worth noting some of these plays probably wouldn't have worked against better defenses and better coached tackling teams. The example that I like to pull is is the end-around touchdown to Evan Ingram. If you watch that play, Evan Ingram was being contested by a Dallas defensive lineman. He had to 
lose yardage in an effort to gain yardage and eventually score. If that was a normal, coherent defender and and a defense that was tracking the ball properly, I think that would have been a, a four to five yard loss and not a touchdown. So there, there were a couple others too that that went into this to prove that uh, Dallas is just not good defensively. Yeah, that, that was a question we asked in our preview show. It's like, is the Dallas defense really that bad, or has their offense just been putting them in? in bad situations. And the answer is yes, they are that bad. You know, the play you're talking about, that was Everson Griffin and he just froze in the backfield. He looked old and slow and really Dallas was bad at tackling for most of the game. Daniel Jones probably should have been sacked another two or three times, but either Dallas was a step step and a half too slow getting to him uh, or you know they just forgot to bring their arms and there were terrible tackle attempts uh, Devonta Freeman picked up a couple of nice runs because the Dallas defenders just tried to shoulder check him you know they were just terrible tackle attempts and I would if it was the Giants I would certainly hope the defensive staff would be chewing them out right as we speak right now you know, it's like we don't want to take anything away from the fact that the Giants had 27 points on offense, but you know the context of the game is that Dallas's defense was just bad. Certainly, they they were not playing a very good game, and a way to overcompensate for that was sending a lot of pressure in Daniel Jones's way. An effort to possibly rattle him was doing whatever they could to get in his face. Daniel Jones was pressured a decent amount in this game, no different than normal considering this offensive line is fairly inconsistent. But I will say that teams are going to continue to do this. We've seen five games of tape now where teams that attack Daniel Jones have had not proven success, but relative success in forcing him to turn the ball over and make crucial and critical mistakes when the Giants are trying to put points on the board. That being said, I think that this Giants offense needs to rely on plays that take advantage of that aggressiveness. We saw a lot more of it against the Cowboys, where they were running screens, they were running some misdirection, and they were able to pick some pretty good chunk yardage up off of it. The advantage you have with Devonta Freeman is that he is tiny compared to Saquon Barkley. He's only about five foot nine. He can hide behind an offensive lineman. There was one play where they literally had him hide behind an offensive lineman, and he was able to take a pass for a a pretty good gain pickup. So plays like that, use your personnel to your advantage and use the over-aggressiveness of the defense to your advantage. Jason Garrett needs to start incorporating more and more screens into the game plan. I think it, it could alleviate some pressure going forward. Yeah, you know, we opened the show by talking about all the trick plays the Giants ran, but those plays with the wide receiver motion, jet motion, uh, play action, screen plays, bootlegs, yeah, those are the types of plays we're seeing really all over the league. We saw Kellen Moore do it a lot, especially early in the game before Dak's injury. Uh, Sean McVay runs a lot of it. Kyle Shanahan runs a lot of it. Obviously, you know, Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes runs a ton of it. And that really does serve to simplify the defense and slow the defense down for your quarterback. And until the Giants can get a cohesive offensive line that can play consistently play as a unit, they really should incorporate a lot more 
of those plays into their scheme. You know, they might not be the vertical explosive chunk plays that Jason Garrett wants to be able to pick up. But right now, those are the plays the Giants can convert. Speaking of pressure, Andrew Thomas had another up and down game. And one thing I want to say about Andrew Thomas struggling is I don't think he is he's out there making constant mistakes. He is not a, a complete drop-off mess at left tackle like we had with, with Eric Flowers. He does some good things. We see him make some great plays against some talented pass rushers, holding guys up, looking very good in his pass pro. Besides that, though, we see him lunge. We see him misstep. We see him get beat. He just needs to get more consistent. And that was the same case for this, this pass game where you saw him play well against Demarcus Lawrence. But on other plays, he was getting completely blown by or was lunging in an effort to get hands on someone. Yeah, and that's kind of the the problem we see across the offensive line where each player will have a good play, but then they just can't keep it up consistently. You know, they're, they'll have a play where everything works well, but then the next play they get their feet crossed or they don't kick step properly or their hands are low or they lunge, they bend at the they bend at the waist and lose all their leverage it, it they can't seem to get everything working at the same time on the same play lastly just following this theme of pressure and dealing with it for the giants i keep seeing daniel jones do one of the worst things a quarterback could do when handling pressure in the pocket the proper thing that that is coached is to step up and away from pressure. But instead, not every time, but Daniel Jones has this bad habit of backpedaling and then trying to throw a fadeaway shot. And that's led to some interceptions. He was able to actually complete some throws while doing this in this game, but he needs to just completely get that out of his arsenal of, of moves. It is, it does not look good. It will lead to a lot of bad mistakes. He got lucky on a number of these plays and this, this past game had to be one of the worst he's had when doing this. I saw him do it a number of times when handling pressure, he needs to improve on stepping up or moving away from the pocket and away from pressure. Yeah. That does put his tackles in a bad position because that me that changes their geometry where they have to go for their pass sets and if they lose track of him and he all of a sudden backpedals an extra five yards or whatever, you know, that's that much further. They have to pass protect and stay with and block these edge defenders that are already giving them trouble. And then, you know, like you said, trying to throw the fade away, you know, off his back foot, you know, that when it works, it looks impressive, but that's really a case of a good outcome coming from a bad process. And eventually those bad processes are going to ca- they're going to catch up with you. You know, there's a reason why offensive coordinators, quarterbacks, co- quarterback coaches, they don't want to see their quarterbacks doing that. One of the most common things used in any coaching with football, it could be any situation, one of the most common descriptions that coaches love to use is the fastest way to the football is a straight line. That applies to special teams, pass rush, tracking a ball pursuit downfield. And in this case, if you drop straight back even further than you were supposed to, 
you are literally lining yourself up for an easier path by a defensive lineman. Instead, that's why you're coached to step up. So if a, if a defensive lineman is coming towards the outside to come towards you, if you step up and away from that pressure, it is a lot harder for them to redirect and the offensive lineman then have an advantage. So that is something that Daniel Jones has struggled with and looked very bad doing in this past game. Lastly, the interior offensive line, got to give some props where they where it's deserved. They have struggled early on in this season, but this past game with a better matchup for them, they looked a lot more in sync. They were able to get some serious push. And a, a big thing too was the, the pulls were a lot better timed. They were able to actually hit on their trap blocks, their pull blocks. It looked a lot more smooth than we saw in the first four weeks. Yeah, and I would say particularly early on, you know, the Dallas defense looked a little bit hesitant and the Giants offensive line looked, especially in their polls, like you mentioned, a lot more crisp. Their timing was better. And I think combined with the fact that, you know, as we've already covered, the Dallas defense was bad. And when you have bad and hesitant and that I think gave the Giants offensive line the chance to get on the same page, at least a little bit. Now, would they have looked quite as good against a more aggressive, more athletic defensive front? I don't know. We'll we'll get to see, you know, coming up because they're going to be facing some more good ones. But at least in this case, in the context of this game, they they did play better on the interior. Uh, Will Hernandez, Kevin Zeitler, they had much better games than we have seen from them in previous weeks. We're going to break down some of the various takeaways we had while watching the film on the defensive side of the ball. Before we get to that, though, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another common theme that we seem to discuss on a weekly basis is the Giants' defense biting on play action. This was a very, very bad example this past week of them desperately attacking play action in motion, flowing way too hard in the direction of the ball fake, and then not being in a good position to handle wherever the play was redirected to. The best example has to be the touchdown reception that Dak Prescott had. It's it's not the only example in this game, but because everyone flowed to the left, that left Dak wide open for a touchdown reception, something that you just don't want to give up uh, to an opposing offense. Yeah, the Giants were 
fighting really hard. They were committing very hard on stopping the Cowboys running game. Now, I, I think the interesting thing about that was is that it looked like the defense in front knew it was up to them because there wasn't a whole lot behind them. You know, you looked a lot of times the Giants were leaving coverage guys back. They were almost selling out to protect against the Dallas passing game, which makes sense considering how good it is. You know, even with Prescott out, we saw them make explosive plays down the field. But that really did mean that most of the game, it was the defensive lineman and Blake Martinez. That was it. And that led to a lot of very light boxes for the Cowboys. You know, there were times the Giants had maybe five guys in the tackle box. And even if the defensive line did its job, there was nobody to come up and clean up, uh, fill the remaining gaps. So it was easier for the Dow- for the Cowboys to get the numbers advantage on those running plays. And that's, I think, when we saw Elliott and Pollard really pick up those chunk plays on the ground. Eventually, when an offense does get into a rhythm, too, if they're able to more effectively attack you with play action, they are, like you said, they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better towards the end of the game. And that was where some of those bigger chunk yards started to be picked up. So this is something that we've talked about a lot on a weekly basis where they've given up big plays because they are so aggressive downhill to attack and not allow any yards to be picked up in the interior that they leave wide open other sides of the field. And that being said, though, on a positive note from from watching how the interior played and their ability to stop interior rushing plays, they looked pretty good. They continue to do what they're the, they're the best at. Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams, clogging up the middle, not allowing any forward penetration and stopping plays around the line of scrimmage. That It was another good game for that. And we even saw Dalvin Tomlinson hit home for a sack on Andy Dalton. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff continues to look very, very good. Yeah, but again, the problem was that if the Cowboys were able to get past the Giants' defensive line or go around them, you know, they picked up quite a few yards and good plays off the edges where I think we saw the loss of O'Shane Zimenez, the loss of Lorenzo Carter. We saw those the most, I think, on the edge of the Giants' defense where they, they just didn't quite have the speed to clean up, to make plays, to take advantage of of the penetration, the disruption, the interior linemen were causing. Lastly, one of the worst things that we saw in this game that I think really killed the Giants' secondary was, and actually the whole defense, was allowing the middle of the field to be completely wide open for a majority of the game. And C.D. Lamb had a very big game in this game. And and if you just look at the the box score, you might say they couldn't cover C.D. Lamb. Well, the fact of the matter was that C.D. Lamb was lining up in the slot and he was running a lot of routes across the middle of the field that were deep routes. And he was wide open on multiple occasions. That was one of the worst things that the Giants allowed for C.D. Lamb to be that productive. After the first two times of him picking up big yards that way, they needed to stop running um they needed to stop leaving that zone wide open. They needed to have completely changed their approach defensively if they were going to keep giving up those huge yard gains to C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I saw the Giants running a lot of deep safety looks, and I, I understand them not wanting to give up the 
big explosive plays down the field. You know, the, uh, they didn't want to let Gallup or Amari Cooper beat them deep, especially, you know, the way Gallup did right at the end of the game. But then with the aggression that their defensive line and linebackers were coming downhill, and then you have the safeties backing off to, you know, stop the Cowboys from blowing the top off the defense that left these massive voids that lamb was able to exploit and darnay holmes he had himself a couple nice plays against lamb but more often than not that was a matchup the cowboys were happy to exploit and then without any help there once he got past lamb or if there was a zone coverage you know he was lamb was able to find find the voids in that zone coverage there wasn't anybody there No, and it just kept happening over and over again. If it was Tay Crowder or Logan Ryan, there was nobody in the middle of the field to stop even make a play on the football. It was unimpacted receptions for C.D. Lamb, and that was one of the bigger killers. It was something I noticed immediately after the game, but getting to watch the film again, it stung seeing that they they weren't trying to close that down after the third or, or, or even fourth time that it happened. It, there were a lot of instances where CeeDee Lamb was able to get a fairly wide open across the middle of the field. Yeah, at, at a certain point, you'd almost you'd almost expect the Giants, even if the, it was a post-snap rotation, to start playing some robber coverage or something like that, to, to have a defensive back in the middle of the field to at least pick him up as he ran those deeping, deeper crossing routes or the post routes. And to, just to make sure there was somebody there, even if it was just to slow the quarterback's process down a little bit and make it so it wasn't just a dirt simple pitch and catch. That's going to be it for us here at the Chris and Joe show folks. Thank you for tuning in as always. Be sure to follow us on social media. Um, You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor MKII as well as following big blue view at big blue view at on Twitter and Instagram. Also, be sure to head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. Next week, the Giants are taking on the Washington football team at 1 o'clock. We will be providing you with a preview show as always, so stay tuned for that on Thursday. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.